0: Moving into our third and final hour. Nice to have you here. What's going on? I am Jim Rome. Welcome to the jungle. All right, so let's open this thing up for a third hour. I've done my two interviews, and that part of the program is done, so let me open it up to you. I said at the very top of the program, this is a milestone year. A milestone year in that we had episode 300 of the Jim Rome podcast. Nick Casario sat down with me on the set in Vegas. Great, great moment. And this is going to be the year of Smack Off number 30. We don't have a date yet. Could be a spring Smack Off. Could be a summer Smack Off, as it typically is. Might be a fall Smack Off. The reason I don't have a date is we've got so many things that we're working on, including the show streaming on X. That's a big thing. I want to make sure that's buttoned up, that's ready to roll. So you want to make sure the Smack Off, perhaps... Hits that platform, making it even bigger than it's ever been before. Smack off. But you got to play your way in. And even if you get the invite, that does not guarantee that you get on the air. Meaning you your game has to be tighter now than it's ever been before. Let's go to some reaction really quickly, and then I want to talk about Wemby Mania. Change up. Talk a little ball. A little association with you. All-star break's coming up. This one is directed to Holmes. (laughs) Holmes. When are you getting the jungle onto X? I need my daily fix of seeing what insane way Alvin is wearing his headphones. Dan in Raleigh. Yo, Holmes. We will get the jungle onto X. When we get the jungle onto X and not a second sooner. But it's coming. It's coming sooner than later. Don't you worry, Danny. It's coming and you will get to see what insane way Alvin is wearing his headphones. Next one says Don't joke about EP 1000. We all know the way you grind. Episode 1000 isn't that much of an improbability, though you'd probably be interviewing the unfrozen cryogenic head of Ted Williams at that point. Dan and Raleigh, hey, do the math. Do the math. I'm at 300. Safe to assume that I probably do, I don't know, 46 a year. Probably took me, I don't know, Alvin, what year did we start this? Probably seven or eight years ago? Multiply that by another three or four. A million. A million. There you go, Geoff. You'll be the guest on EP 1 million. He says, war Jeff and Richmond stepping in gum. That's new. Hey, Jim, did you consider Rex Lee for your 300th episode of the podcast? Yours, the big head. Yeah. Ian in the Natty. Yeah, Ian. Is that a question? Hey, Jimmy. I'm not being coy. I. You aren't rocking the cake? I've already rocked two cakes this morning. Signed, Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. Now, the funny thing about that is I mentioned that piece in The Athletic about Andy Reid, and they had a bunch of guys telling their favorite story. Much of the column is about haagen and the fact that Andy does not play when it comes to Hogendoss. Like, it has to be haagen And it's got to be on the road, and it's got to be whenever he needs it or wants it. And that if you try and mess with the process, and whoever's responsibility it is, you better get it. You better get him his Haagen-Dazs. Just the process. And if for some reason you can't find it and you try to mess with him and bring him something else, he'll know it's not. And it's your ass. Like one coach or one staffer try to bring it and one of the assistants said, yo, dude, dude, that that's not Haagen-Dazs. He's like, I know, man. I can't find it. I can't get it. He's like, he's going to know. He'll know. Like like I think not only was it not it wasn't even ice cream, I think it was like frozen yogurt. That'd be a reason to go for big red. You're gonna get fired. Or worse, if you try to serve him some fro froyo instead of Hagen Doss. Can you imagine? Ed Armand Armadillo on the X. All right, Jim. One snapshot that tells you all you need to know about Andy Reid is the situation with ka dummy ass Tony. Reid taking the high road saying he'll be back. Is all class. He He's never looking to embarrass anybody. Another reason why the players love him. He's funny. He's straight up. Mitchell Schwartz said it. He's like, look. He tells you what you need to know. He doesn't drag out these long meetings. He makes it fun to come to work. The NFL, it seemed to me, would be the ultimate grind. If you've got a head coach who can make his point, get that point across, coach you up, and at the same time not beat you down and make it fun, you can see where guys love him and respond to him.
1: I oh God, not I heard none of that.
0: Brian in San Pedro. Yo, Rome. Are you going to be in the same studio when you were on CBS Sports Network for the video side, or are you going to do the X show from the Tower of Hate? And now we're talking. There's a good question. The question is keep listening and find out. Fair question. Roamster, this is for all the wailing and gnashing of teeth from all the bags that thought Andy Reid should have benched Travis Kelsey for the sideline incident in the Super Bowl. If it was any other player than the guy dating Taylor Swift and cashing in on all the commercials, it would be a big nothing. Hey, bags, this isn't the JV team at the small school that you grew up in. It's the Super Bowl and the NFL Big red nose that he needs Kelsey on the field. It was not about to make some 1950s Hoosiers coaching point to show everybody who's boss. It was no big deal. Jim and Hastings. I agree. It was no big deal. If you know anything about the big fella, I mean, the guy had one catch for one yard in the first half. Clearly, any great player, if they're losing, and especially anybody who catches the ball, is going to dominate or insist on getting the ball. That was not a big deal. That was only made out to be an enormous deal because it was on the big stage with the guy dating Taylor Swift. And by the way, you got a bunch of people watching the Super Bowl that frankly don't watch watch much ball other than the Super Bowl. Then they see that guy, and they're all mortified, like, oh, the disrespect. He bum-rushed his coach. He speared his coach. That's targeting. That's targeting. Get him out of there. He speared his coach. Meanwhile, why don't we ask the coach how he felt about the player running up on him during the game. And this is what the coach had to say about the so-called incident. He
2: caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. A cheap shot. But that's all right. He did <laughs> Um, he was really coming over just go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score, you know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time, so I, listen, I appreciate him.
0: So for all the hand hand washing, gnashing of teeth, wailing. Cheap shot. He's making light of it, he's making a joke of it, of course, what, he was going to sit him for a quarter? In fact, it wouldn't have mattered, he wasn't really doing anything at that point anyway. Like I said... One catch, one yard, and then in the second half, he took over and did what he does, and they won. But everything is blown out of proportion for that game. That's part of why that game is the game. Hey, Rome, you have a better chance of reaching podcast episode 1000 than Bill Belichick has of catching Don Shula. I don't know, dude. I need 700 more, and he needs 15 more wins. If you're going to bet that, are you going to bet that I can do 700 more podcasts before that guy gets 15 wins? Hey, maybe if he doesn't get a chance to coach again, maybe if he doesn't pull back on what he might seem to need, you know, the authority, the power, the autonomy, he's not going to report to somebody beneath the owner. You know what? You're right. I might get there first. I think a better bet is this. Who's going to get there first? Andy Reid or Bill Belichick? Andy Reid needs five years. But if Belichick has already coached his last game, then Andy Reid does have a better shot. Bella B. here's another good question. Will you get more time in the basement when you move to the X? You know what, Bella? I've been thinking about this. Because we haven't set this up yet, and there's a lot of moving parts, That I need not bore you with. I may actually lock the basement. I may not be allowed back into the basement. I don't know that I'm getting any basement time. I don't know that there is a basement. I used to always say that. the, The basement line comes from. There was once a boxer who said. Before fights. I would lock myself in the basement. And I'd go down there. To get myself in the right frame of mind. Meaning. I would cut myself off. No sex. And, you know, that's an old thing about boxers. Sex wrecks your legs, takes out your legs, weakens your legs. But this guy, and I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was James Tony. I don't know if it was. I don't remember who it was. But that's where I got the idea from. You know what? I like that. I like that. So what I'm going to do is go to the basement myself, cut myself off of everything, and when I come back from the basement, I'll be ready and fighting trim and in fighting shape to do this show. The basement turned into kind of a generic thing of me taking my six weeks a of year off. Bell was saying, well, when you go to the X, are you going to get more? Definitely not more. I can say that right now. A better question would be, will I get any? listen, I'm here to make it work. I'm here to win. I'm here to create something. I'm here to build something. I'm here to show you clones my second act. I'm here to show you that my best work is still in front of me and not behind me. No. No, this, this is not what that's about. This is not about me scaling down winding down this is about me doubling down this is about me working harder and grinding more and taking advantage of a great opportunity so no don't worry about that do not worry about that that's not why i'm going there we are in creation mode not consumption mode getting after it putting in the time it's not an atp day but go ahead ask me anything you want And we are taking telephone calls also. Meantime, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to take a break. Quick timeout, and then I want to talk about Wemby Mania. He had himself another night last night. But I want to talk about why this night is different than a lot of the other great nights he's had so far. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it, the price of everything is going up. So, if you are stuck in a bad timeshare... With rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order, get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in. You might not be stuck in it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over a decade now. In fact, he's put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free to date. Over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. They might be able to help you, too. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit. See how you can become timeshare-free. Call 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Once again, 800 462 33, Thirty-three,
3: You're listening to The Jim Rome Show.
0: This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Save now at Dell.com Slash deals Phone calls coming up momentarily Quick reaction Rome War. Andy Staring at a tub of briars While let the bodies hit the floor, the hit the floor. The Slowly the fades floor. into his let brain Chad in Orlando Nicely done You want to talk about seeing red Imagine my man just raging. Wrong ice cream. Hey, radio man. Actually, it says, hey, radio Jim. Sex takes out your legs. No wonder I've never seen you standing one single time in my entire life. Crank. In South Carolina. Hey, crank. At least he signed it that way. We glossed him that before we left. Hey, crank. That's not true at all did you watch crank. Did you watch last week? I was standing on a number of my social media posts, a hey, crank not only was I standing, crank. I was crank. wait for it walking, walking up steps. What you didn't see was I nearly took a header down the steps coming out of the r v the makeup r v You would have loved to have seen that that would have been bad. That had been really embarrassing. Luckily, that did not happen. That's not true. When I did Jim Rome is Burning, I stood for the open, that opening monologue, for years. On uh, Jim Rome on Showtime, I stood for part of the program. That's not true. I have not always been behind this desk. Frankly, I'd actually rather stand. Hitman Canadian, so why don't you roam? I don't know. I don't know. It's just the way that we shot that show. We'll see. For the X platform, maybe we'll do it differently. It depends what the powers that be think and what we think creatively. I would imagine it's going to look and feel differently than our past iteration. At Hitman Canadian, sex weakens your legs. Is at Alvin Deloro wheelchair bound?
2: Dude, dude, no, no, dude,
0: no. dude, no, no, he's not. He then chased it with just do the show from the basement. That's another one of my favorites. Hey, hey, Rome, do you do the show from your house? No, never. Not once. Never, ever, ever, ever. Dude, do you even get dressed? Dude, do you even get out of bed? Do you even wake up? Do you do it in your sleep? No, I've never done the show. Not even during the pandemic, incredibly. I've never done the show from my house, ever. Hey, dude, do you have a studio in your house? No. Do you have a studio in that Wisconsin house? No. Do you have a studio in that that crappy old boathouse that T.S. Eliot used to write in? No. I've always liked the act of coming to work and coming to a studio. At Real IDH writes, Hey, at Jim Rome, call it like it is. Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl play calling was, quote, it's complete crap. It's a complete crap. I'd say it if I thought so. I'd say it if I thought it was true, but I don't. I, I tend to think that it's not the right call not to defer in overtime. Kansas City, that, that played right into their hands. If they won the coin toss, they were going to defer. I think there's an inherent advantage. The argument against that is if you get the third possession and you score on the third possession, then you win. Okay, fair. My counter to that is you don't get a third possession if Patrick Mahomes gets the second possession. But even that, I don't think that's so egregious. Like, that's not the hill I'm going to die on. I don't think that was so egregious. What I think is egregious is that so many of the players didn't know the rule. I don't know how you get to the Super Bowl, and there's a new rule for the postseason, and you don't know what it is. How can that be? How can that be? And how can that be when the Chiefs to a man were saying, we've been drilling it since training camp? and he made a point of telling us the rule has changed. If, in fact, this happens in the Super Bowl, where we plan to be since we are the defending champs, this is how we're going to approach it. Their plan was to take the ball second and win if their opposition scored a field goal or go for two if the opponent scored a touchdown. So there is no third possession. They had a plan. They drilled it. Yet you had a number of 49er players, smart players, saying afterwards, going out of their way to say, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Even Kyle, when he did that interview with Evan Washburn after the game, said, you know, hey, we want – I don't want to paraphrase it. Alvin, do you have that sound? He said, I didn't want to give Pat a chance to win it. So even Kyle himself initially after the game, listen to what he says. He himself sounds like he doesn't even know the rule love to score a touchdown there at the end, not give Pat another chance. Had our opportunity to get him off the field on fourth down. We didn't. Um, Pat's done that a bunch. Uh, he does it almost all the time. So uh, it was a hard, battle, hard, hard fought game. Um, went a lot like we thought it would go. Had our chances there and didn't get it done. We didn't want to give Pat a chance to win it. That's not the rule. You don't score, and you win, and you walk off. Love to score a touchdown there at the end, not give Pat another chance. Love to score a touchdown right there. You know, like, what, So why did you take the ball? Love to score a touchdown there and not give Pat another chance. Yeah, but if you get the touchdown there, if you get the touchdown there, Pat does get another chance. So I could argue, you know why so many of the 49 er players didn't know the rule? Their coach didn't either. And how could so many 49er players not know the rule? Because their coach didn't tell them. It seemed like all the Chiefs knew the rule, except for maybe McCole Hardman. Except for the guy that won the game. He didn't seem to know the rule. His argument was, oh, I blocked out. I don't know, my man, you seem pretty alert. They didn't seem like they were rushing you to the blue tent afterwards. No, I, again, and I'm not even saying that's why they lost the game. I'm saying I can't believe they didn't know the rule. How could you get to the Super Bowl and not know the new overtime rule? Mike Silver made the point that, you know what? If that many guys didn't know the rule, maybe it's not a very good rule. Maybe they should simplify the rule. This is what Eric Armstead said. This is a prominent 49er. This is what he said after the game as it relates to the rule.
1: I didn't even know about the new overt- uh, playoff overtime rule. So it was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, I, they put on this, the scoreboard and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So
0: That is astonishing. That is astonishing. Never mind a really, really good player saying, hey, man, I didn't even know the rule. I didn't know the rule until I looked up at the scoreboard and they put the rule up on the scoreboard. And then listen to the very end of that one more time. He's like, everyone didn't know.
1: I didn't even know about the new overt- uh, playoff overtime rule. So it was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, I, they put it on on the scoreboard and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So.
0: They found out from the scoreboard. That, that's when they found out about the rule from the scoreboard? And he's not the only one. He said everyone. Even Harvard-educated Kyle Juszczyk said, I didn't know. And trust me, he's really smart. It's not that it was too hard to decipher. He just didn't know. And I'm just saying, did that inform or did that determine the decision they made to take the ball? If your argument is, and then Kyle, by the time he got to the podium, he had kind of changed his story to, no, the reason we did that was we wanted the third possession. I- again, I don't I don't think that's egregious, but that's what he said. Meanwhile, here's what the Chiefs were saying. Here's what Chris Jones had to say about the rule.
2: Two weeks. For two weeks, we talked about the new overtime rule and how we was going um Get a ball to the opponent if we um, if they score, we was going for two at the end of the game. We kinda rehearsed it and um, yeah.
0: You tell me who's on top of the details. He said we we talked about it for two weeks. We rehearsed it. We knew exactly what we were going to do in that moment. And the Niners had no idea. You know what I wonder? I wonder if the Niners had scored a touchdown and not a field goal. How incredible would it have been if they started running around, I'm going to Disneyland! I'm going to Disney World! And they're looking, they're reaching up to the sky like, where's the confetti? Would would that have been so incredible if they scored a touchdown and were running around like they won the Super Bowl? Because none of them knew the rule. We did it. Tears streaming down. We did it! Gatorade we did it! bath for Kyle. Oh, man. That would have been so amazing. Defensive players who love Steve Wilkes carrying him around on their shoulders. Vindication for Steve Wilkes. Niners families getting on the field. And the Chiefs, are like, what are you doing? Oh man, that would have been incredible. That would have been so amazing if they had just rushed onto the field. Like, like, why are the Chiefs going back to field a kick? Why, why are there special teams on the field? Why is the kick return out there? Why are they not building up the podium? Where's Jim Nance? Why, why are they not interviewing us? Well, where, where are our shirts? Where are our caps? Jed, Jed, what's going on? Oh, man, that would have been so great. That would have been better in the game. That would have been better than anything in the game if the Niners actually scored a touchdown and thought they won and were celebrating on the field and had to clear the field. Yeah, then there's really no doubt that they didn't know the rule. Except there's no doubt that they didn't know the rule because they were saying they didn't know the rule. And don't get this twisted, Frisco fan, don't say that I'm here to hate. I'm not. Your coach is brilliant. Your coach is a great play caller. Your coach is a great innovator. He's a great coach. And I think he did coach a good game. I do. I'm just saying it's unfathomable to me that you could play in the Super Bowl And not know the overtime rule if you're playing or coaching in the Super Bowl. Everyone was
1: like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still, so.
0: And it's not that it's so confusing that nobody knew. Listen to the contrast between what the Chiefs said and how dialed in they were and how prepared they were versus the Niners who were like, whoa, dude, we had to read about it on the scoreboard. We found out about it. No, we found out about it at the same time y'all found out about it. The scoreboard. We found out about it the same like, time oh, you, you did.
1: even if you score, they get a chance still,
0: so. You know, like when you were watching the game and your significant other said, now what's that rule again? And you were telling your significant other, whoever he or she was, what that rule was. Well, apparently the Niners were finding out about it at the same time. I know, I, I know I'm making a big deal out of this, but to me it's kind of a big deal. I'm not saying that's why they lost. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Mr. Rome, quick question. Newish listener here. Can you make sure you share how the X channel works, especially for our new or us new listeners? My first show was Jack Savage's first day. What a riot. Signed, Carolina Carpool Mom. Love it. CCM. Your mom. You know what? As we get closer, I will tell you exactly how it works. We will. When, Rome, when? Soon. Soon. I'm not trying to be cryptic. I'm not trying to string anybody. Soon. Soon. We want to make sure we're dialed in. And before I tell you the actual launch date, and we have one in mind, I want to make sure that... I want to hit that date. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be a moving target. So, soon. I will tell you exactly how it works and we will let you know. But I appreciate that. Always good to have a, quote, newish listener and a Carolina carpool mom. Right? If you're on hold, my man Casey, do not hang up. Your mom. Casey, I'm coming to you next segment. If you're not on hold, you could get through and get on the air pretty quickly. It's either that or I'm talking about Wemby. If you give me a reason to go to your phone call, I'll put aside my thoughts on Wemby. I'm trying to get you clones in here. Trying to keep you involved. All right, welcome back. One last segment should get up in here. At Sports Talk 953. Writes, maybe his best take ever. At Jim Rome on Frisco, not knowing the OT rule. What if they scored a TD on that first possession, thought they won and started celebrating? I'll be thinking about that all day. Hey, Steve, my man, I appreciate you. Peer to peer, thank you very much. Not only... Will I be thinking about that all day? I'll be wanting that to happen still all day. Like, I am so let down that that didn't happen. We missed the best possible ending for the Super Bowl. You know people are going on and on about it. Hey, man, that was one of the best games ever. One of the best games ever, arguably. But you know what would have made it the best game ever of the 58? That that would have been so unforgettable and so awesome never to be forgotten ever again. Everybody would have been saying exactly where they were when that happened. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry that that did not happen. That would have been so awesome. Yeah, and you thought Malcolm Butler was a moment. This guy's funny. I David and Tustin Ranch, normally not funny, but come on, Jim. Let's not sleep on Pete Townshend. Also an unpopular take. I'll take Quadrophenia over Tommy any day of the week. Hey, dude, you're preaching in the choir. I love Pete. I love Pete. I love the Who. And I almost did mention him, but didn't. I mean, as long as we're going there, why don't we just go to best rock voice ever, Roger Daltrey. When he was right. When he was right. Don't be coming in here with any audio of him at 75 trying to hit certain notes. Like, who's next? When that album dropped, Dollar Tree was incredible. Great pipe. Great, great voice. All right, let's go to the phones. I promised you guaranteed phone calls. Call now if you want to get on the air. Let's go to L.A. Speaking of a great voice, Casey in L.A. Casey, what's up, dude? Yo, what's crack a Jimmy Jam? What's up, man? How you doing? You make it back all right? I made it back all right, man. It was a fantastic
3: week. Great seeing you had the hookup up there in front of the Bellagio. Man, that
0: was sweet, man. Dude, it was good to see you, too. How'd how'd your week go? For the clones who did not know, Casey, what were you doing there?
3: I was representing Dynamic Media Partners and Black Headline News, man, so I got a chance to kick it with Jim Harbaugh, Tony Dungy, Mike Singletary, Joe, I'm not mean, green, and Mel Blunt, Steeler Legends, Eddie George, Ricky Waters, Anquan Bolden, and Malcolm Jenkins, who started the Players Association, or or the Players Coalition, it was all good, dude, in my neighborhood. Dude, that's great. What what you just said, what if it would have been an alternative ending, man? You don't like those movies, you know, when you got one ending, and you go, whoops, that's (laughs) not how it really ended. We could have had an alternative ending, they had to done it over again. That would have been ridiculously good to see that happen to the forty winers, man. Here's the deal. I tried to get in on Friday here to make my prediction because I called it exactly like it. The Niners have the best team, more talent. They're like, but you got that dude number 15 on the other side. Don't give him the ball last. Duh. Patrick Mahomes is a witch. Uh, In fact, I'm wrong. He's a freaking warlock, dude. I've seen this guy throw the ball every way possible. He can complete passes with his left hand. What do you think he is, the Harlem Globetrotters or something? What he's done to the quarterback position to revolutionize it is like Steph Curry revolutionizing three-point shooting. He has literally changed the game. I mean, yeah, the only two playoff games he's lost in his career were both Tom Brady teams. Other than that, He's won them all. Check this stat. Since 2019, the Chiefs are 7-1 and in games trailing by 10 points, and two of those were Super Bowl victories. You have got to strangle this guy, put your foot on his neck until his eyes roll around in his head, and then you've got to do it over again. And there's nothing the Forty ers could have done. They played a good enough game to win except – Number 15 ain't having it, and he's just getting started. He might end up being the GOAT. I know Tom Brady got more Super Bowls because he's played in more Super Bowls. That's the only way he has more. Mahomes, when he's done, might just obliterate them all, man. He can do things that nobody else can do, and Frisco fans found out about it firsthand. Uh, see you next year. You give him the ball at the end of the game. It is good night, Irene. Dude, Again, it was off the chizzy to see you. The smack-off is going to be ridiculous, and I'm calling my shot right now. Smack-off number 30, KC James in the house. Lane. Late.
0: Late, Rakim. You're invited, dude. You know it. The hey, oldest James. of the old school. It's great to see KC. I saw a lot of clones there on the strip, but he was a working clone. Hey, man, that must have been so cool to kick it with those guys that you mentioned. Most of them. of them, no names mentioned. But that must have been awfully cool to work That It's good to see him. Great to see him. 1-800-636-8686. Niners could have won that game. If the Niners execute that third and four late, they do win that game. They were that close. They had other opportunities. But that's why, like I said yesterday, if you get a boot on that guy's throat, you better finish him or he'll come down the field and he'll do what he always does. He's going to run a stake right through your heart. And he did. And he did. Let's go to West Virginia. Michael, you made it in. It's good to have you, Michael. How are you?
2: I'm fantastic, bro. I'll tell you what. As long as Brock Purdy is our quarterback, I'm a huge Niners fan, lifetime Niners fan, we will not win a Super Bowl. I judge every Niners quarterback. Um... That's played with Christian McCaffrey completely different than the previous 10 years. And they're not close to coming to the greats of Joe Montana and Steve Young by childhood. But whenever he has nine men in the box, you got to be able to throw. We got these great pass catchers, and he turned them into looking like uh, Juwan Jennings was our best uh, pass catcher. So I blame Brock Purdy for the Super Bowl. We should have won it, baby.
0: I hear you. I don't really agree with that, but I'm going to respect the opinion. Hey, listen, you're right. They did start to load the box late. Spags was loading the box, and, you know, there's this notion of run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Why hasn't Kyle learned his lesson? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Because they were loading the box. They were. They were daring them to pass the ball, and they did. And Brock made some big throws. Brock made some big throws. Granted, if he completes that pass on third and four, we're not having this conversation. Then you win, and you won with Purdy, and you can't hate on him, and you can't blame him. I just think that to sit here and say, I compare him to Joe Montana, or I compare every Niners quarterback to come through here to Steve Young or Joe Montana, I got news for you. Neither one of those guys were walking through that door. And Joe Mon- you compare them all to Joe Montana, what arguably the greatest quarterback ever, and if not the greatest quarterback ever, then in the conversation, I got news for you. You don't need your quarterback to be Joe Montana or even Steve Young to win a Super Bowl. They were this close to winning that game. They could have won that game. They should have won that game. Is he better? You want a comp. Is he better than Jimmy G? Yes. I'm going to argue yes. He is. He is. He's better than Jimmy G. So if you want to argue that they got rid of Jimmy G because they couldn't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, true. Go ask Kyle Shanahan. Ask him, can you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as your quarterback? I guarantee he would say yes. And I guarantee he would say yes, and he would mean it. He would believe it. He went out of his way after that game to say how proud he was of the way Brock Purdy played. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. They have their quarterback for the foreseeable future. (laughs) The guy's making under a million dollars a year. He's like the greatest value ever. He had them within a game last year. He had them in the game this year. He's going to get better. He's a guy who can run that system very well. Trust me. Yeah, I, I I think the Mike Silver said it best. You want to blame somebody. You want to blame somebody for them losing that game? Blame Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? Mahomes had the biggest cap hit in the league this season. So there goes, we talked about this the other day. You can get rid of that argument that you can't win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that has a big cap hit. That's obviously garbage. That guy just did. Again two years in a row you know he's going to have a really big cap hit next year dak have fun with that cowboy fan his cap number is like well over 50 so no I, I i don't buy that mahomes is the reason the niners lost that game not kyle not brock mahomes he went down the field and he does what he does Let's get one more quick one in here. Ryan Tampa, I'm going to let you close the show. What's up, Ryan? How are you?
2: Good, good. Appreciate it. I, I got to respectfully disagree. I believe uh, Andy Reid was the reason the Niners lost that game. I mean, how many times – it seems obvious to me when you watch one quarterback in Mahomes, who's great, I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes, but then you watch every time he throws it for years. I mean, it, Kelsey, wide open. Other guy, uh, not Gantling, wide open, wide open, wide open. When was the last time you saw Mahomes thread the needle? I mean, then you look at Brock Purdy, every play he's thrown it to a guy blanket covered, and oh you missed him by an inch. You can't do that. You know, but um to me it's just it was all Andy Reid. I appreciate it. Thanks.
0: All right, see ya. Thanks for calling. That's how we started the show. He's not getting enough credit. Normally he's not getting enough credit because you're so quick to say the guy didn't win Jack until he had Mahomes. And Ryan in Tampa just said, it's not Mahomes, it's Andy Reid. Anyway, that's why I started with the Andy appreciation take at the very top. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Place your order at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up at your local store or have your parts delivered right to your door. With free shipping on most orders over 35 bucks. My thanks to Mike Silver and Mitchell Schwartz, the XR4 Ti. You clones, have a great day. See you tomorrow.